We have touched on many aspects concerning the issue of faith. And I keep on reminding you what he tells us in Hebrews 11, where he says, looking in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter or the finisher of our faith. We will continue to remember, there are many faiths. That's essentially what the word is implying. But there is a particular faith that has been given unto you and unto me as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uniquely or specifically, this faith comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. This faith is brought forth by Jesus Christ into you and into me because he is the one whom the Father has appointed or anointed for your sake and for my sake. Because of the love of the Father, Jesus has been revealed unto us. And in him, as the word of God says, dwells the fullness of the Godhead. God in all his mightiness and power of who he is, because we cannot see him. We even cannot know him. He's beyond knowing. He's awesome. He's beyond awesomeness. Yet he chose for our sake, because of his love, to reveal himself unto us in a manner that we'll be able to link up with him. And that manner is found in Jesus Christ. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead. If we're ever going to see God, look at Jesus. Praise the Lord. If you want to hear God, listen to the voice of Jesus. For the Father does not speak any otherwise. The Spirit of the Father does not speak in any other way or through any other, only through one, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Him dwells the fullness of the Godhead. That's why I keep on repeating over and over, in Him is our desire, in Him is our hope, in Him is our assurance, in Him is our confidence. We don't have any other to turn to. And so today we have shared many aspects of what he says, I am. And today we come to one of the final aspects where he declares, I am. There are two aspects of it. But it, it, it will go on maybe for a week or two. But we begin on this one today where he says, and that's what we should measure on today. Looking unto Jesus, the good shepherd. Looking unto Jesus, the good shepherd. He declares these words in John chapter 10 and verse 11 to verse 14. He says, I am the good shepherd. I am, again, those particular words, I am the good shepherd. He declares he alone is the good shepherd. Then he goes on. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. Then Jesus says in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I am known by my own. Who is the shepherd? 
And in the, in the normal description that we have of the shepherd, we know this particular one thing, that a shepherd is the one who shepherds, in a, in a, in just in a nutshell. <laughs> or you may say, he is the one who tends, he looks after. A, a shepherd is the one who takes care of, or he guides, or he directs, he herds. You know, he is one who brings together to make sure that his own do not scatter. A shepherd is one who guards. He stands on guard for the sake of those ones who are his own. Now, in the world, and even in the times past, and so much in the Middle East, that word shepherd, or that person who occupied that place of the shepherd, a shepherd was a despised occupation. It was an occupation that was looked down upon. It is one of the occupations that was not desired. And it is interesting that this role of the, that was despised is the one that God chooses to call himself. A role that is despised in the earth and in the world. People never loved or they don't respect shepherds. But God chooses to call himself a shepherd. It's interesting. And not only does he call himself to the, a shepherd, he says, I am the good shepherd. Meaning, there are shepherds who are cruel. There are shepherds who can be very bad, terrible. But he declares and comes out and says, I am the good shepherd. Another aspect about it is the fact that why is the shepherd so much De, you know, derided or that uh, the, the role of the shepherd so much despised. As I thought of it, it occurred into my spirit just as we looked at that uh, the, the description that we said he tends, he takes care of, he guides, he directs, he hurts, he, you know, he guards, he heals. You know, although he restores, if you look at those descriptions of who the shepherd is, you declare, you, you find that the shepherd is contrary completely contrary to the God of this world. No wonder that role is hated. Why? Because the, the thief, the Bible says in, in, in John 10.10, 10, the thief who is the God of this world, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But hear what the shepherd says. The shepherd says, I have come so that they may have life. He comes to restore. He comes to give life. He comes to build, to once again strengthen, not to destroy. That is the good shepherd. No wonder he is hated or she is hated. The shepherd is. They are hated across the whole world because they are contrary to the system of, to the, system of the world. And Jesus comes and says, I am. And remember what I am stands for. It stands for the omnipresent one. I am. You know, it is such a powerful word or powerful name that he calls himself, I am. Where you are, in the situation where you are, he says, 
I am. I am right here with you. I sense what you sense. I feel what you feel. I experience what you are experiencing. He just, just doesn't empathize from a distance. No, he literally feels it and becomes part of it so that he may be able to bring you and me out of that particular situation or whatever it is that we are. He is the omniscient one. That is, I am. I know it all. I understand it all. And he says, I'm the good shepherd who is omnipresent. I can never leave you. And so when he says, I'm with you even to the end of the age. He says, I'm the omniscient shepherd. I am the one who knows it. I understand you more than you understand or know yourself. He says, I am the omnipotent one, the all-powerful shepherd. When I am with you, it is going to be well. Praise the Lord. When I am standing by you or I'm inside you, don't be afraid regardless of the storms. It will be fine. That's what it is that he's trying to pass across unto us. He says, I'm the immutable one. Have I healed in the past? I will heal you because I am the immutable one. I healed yesterday, I healed today, I will heal tomorrow. My words stand sure by my stripes. You are healed, he declares. He is the good shepherd. And then he comes to us in Hebrews and he says, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the perfecter of our faith. What a shepherd. No wonder does he take the role that is despised. But he comes up and he comes to tell us, I'm the one who coins and puts together this faith that will revolutionize your life. That will change your life. Put you on a pedestal that the enemy cannot knock you off. This faith that overcomes the world. This faith that gives us the victory. David comes and shares to us and the identity and the characteristics of this particular shepherd. It is in his psalm that all of us know. He writes and he says in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. That is your shepherd, my shepherd. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And in your road and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Looking unto Jesus, the good shepherd, the author and the finisher of our faith. What am I speaking unto us, Hope Community Church, West London? Looking unto this good shepherd, his name is Jesus. It inspires a faith or brings forth a faith or it causes faith to arise, whatever faith is, that thing that is an understandable by the world, he causes it to arise. 
We can't be able to bring it out physically, but it manifests in your mind, in your spirit, and it makes you to rise up in the situations that are impossible to rise in, to realize that I can make it in this situation and in this particular time. Why? Because it has been put together by the good shepherd who knows you and who knows me, who understands us and who knows our way. Realize that when in the wilderness, the times when we are in the hard or in the dry place or in the thirsty places, where we don't know where to turn to, as we look unto the shepherd because he's ever by us, it brings up that particular faith that you can see that green pastures, as David tells us there, the green pastures and the fresh fountains will be found to be able to refresh and to revive you and I. But that is when we continue looking at him. In the wilderness, you know how rough it is. And by looking at all sides, there is every reason to give up hope and to, you know, to, to surrender and to be discouraged and to give up. But he says, looking unto him, because the shepherd is ever by us. He says, look up, look up, my sheep. Look up, look up, my child. Just look to me. Don't mind about the hardness or the dryness or the famine that is around you. The difficulties that are surrounding you. Stop looking at those ones. Look at me. Look at me. The good shepherd. That's what he's telling you and he's telling me. He says, as you look, suddenly that faith to find the refreshing and the reviving touch of the green pastures will appear because you will look in his eyes. There is something he says, uh, why I'm telling us to look at him. In Psalms 32, verse 8 and 9, he says some interesting words. The word of God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Now listen. I will guide you with my eye. Can you imagine that? He's not only even speaking to you. He says, I will instruct you and guide you. And then he says, in the way you should go. And he says, I will guide you with my eye. If you are not looking at him, you will not know where to go. Let me tell you the truth. You will not discover where the green pastures are. You will not discover where the oasis, that fresh fountain, is found in the midst of that particular wilderness where you are. That's why he's encouraging us. Look unto me, Jesus, the author and the finisher of, of, of your faith. Listen to what he says in verse 9 of that 32, uh, verse Psalms 32. He says, do not be like the horse or the, like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Do you know something? The sheep never needs a bridle or the bit of the bridle so that it may be able to follow you. The sheep knows how to look at the shepherd and it will automatically follow because it has got no defense. It's just one, one animal that doesn't know how to defend itself. It only had only the, the hard head to be able to bat and usually they only bat each other. Most of the time the sheep only hit, hit each other. When a dog comes, they don't know how to hit the dog. They can't hit the wolf. They can't hit anything. They are vulnerable. And that's why they need a shepherd. You and I in the world, we don't know how to defend ourselves. That's what the Lord is telling us. 
We don't have teeth. The sheep don't bite. You know, that's one strange thing about them. They don't know how to bite. They don't, know, they don't have claw, claws to be able to claw out to defend themselves. The father says, you don't know how to defend yourself. I don't know how to defend myself. The shepherd knows how to take care of you and how to take care of me. Look unto him. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He goes on in that Psalms encouraging us. The suffering sheep, it finds that faith to be able to link itself into the tender care and the love that of the shepherd which relieves it of its pain. If you are not looking unto this shepherd, you continue suffering. You continue hurting in that particular corner. But he's calling out unto you and unto me, my child, look up unto me. Is there an addiction that has held you and is breaking you and destroying your life? He says, don't try to fight it yourself. Cry out unto me. I can sense your suffering. I can sense your weakness in that particular habit. He says, I am the good shepherd. Look unto me. I will relieve you of that pain. I will change that circumstance. I will restore you. The good shepherd. The lost sheep, even when the lost sheep is wandering away in the, in the wilderness, if the lost sheep has been looking at the shepherd all along, all along, while it is hiding in that place, quivering and afraid of where to turn to, the word of God says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, the same shall be delivered. If you are the sheep of the Lord, and maybe you have wandered off somewhere for some reason. The Lord is saying, if you have been looking at me, it will come to mind that, oh, I have a shepherd. Although you are lost, you say, I have a shepherd. And that faith makes you to cry. That faint cry, as you cry in that particular corner of your need and of your cry, that faint cry, it goes like a, a frequency of a radio wave. The shepherd is able to pick it up from far off wherever he is. He knows where you are. He will come right through, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That faith vibrates and it sends out the signal that the shepherd is able to pick up. He will reach out to you and unto me, wherever it is that we may be. He will deliver us. He will remove us out of that particular danger for the glory and for the wonder of his wondrous name. The Lord's sheep finds faith. I remember one time, I don't know whether it was a dream or a vision, but in a moment of, in a moment of great discouragement, after having such a wonderful time or experience in that particular dream or whatever vision it was, but it reached a point where I found I had been discouraged and I was reduced to something very small in that particular dream or vision. And I was there, I didn't know what to do, but then while lying there, all the fences, everything was high up. I was supposed to jump over certain fences. I couldn't jump over that fence. I was so small that it looked impossible. Everybody who was passing by, they were taller than me. I was about the size or up to the knee, less lower than the, almost the ankle of the foot. I was right there looking at everybody as was, they were moving by. Then suddenly, inside, something started rising up, calling on the name of Jesus. 
as I continue to call on the name of Jesus, declaring that Jesus is Lord from that particular point, that is in that small state. I said a small thing that I was started to grow and it continued to balloon and to grow and to grow. I was suddenly taller than all the fences. I was able to step over the fence and walk into my freedom, into my liberty. It does not matter which corner you are in. Even if you are lost or you have been a place where it's impossible to come out. If you will be able to call. Just call on this name. The good shepherd is listening. That faith that makes you to cry even in your mind. Jesus. Jesus. Right in the depths of your spirit. Nobody is hearing you. But only you, you can hear. He is able to pick it up. From wherever he is, he will come in a beeline, heading for you. He will deliver you for the honor of his wonderful name. Praise God. I am the good shepherd. He says the fearful sheep is able to find protection and deliverance in me. Because I am the good shepherd. He watches over his sheep. When you are tired and exhausted. And you are discouraged as I have said. That particular faith as, it, as you look at him. As he's standing by you. Sometimes we are worn out and finished. And we feel we are depressed. We can't be able to do anything. If we look up. That faith will be able to raise you up. Up from that particular pain. And from that particular place of lowness that you are. He will restore and he says he will make you to lie down. And bring you to rest. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even the dying sheep. The dying sheep is able to find faith. And is able to live again. Why? Because the good shepherd has told us there in John chapter 10 verse 15. The father knows me. And he said even as I know my father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. That is the beauty of the good shepherd. We may be at the point of dying and losing our faith. But if our eyes are continually fixed on this good shepherd. He says we start seeing him laying down his life for us. Hanging there on the cross and being in our place. We start realizing hold it. I can live again. I can breathe again. I can smile again as his life, you know, ebbs out of him. It surges into you and into me and we arise to live again because he lives. He died so that we may be able to live and he re-arises to make sure we continue living for the glory of God in the highest. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that is the good shepherd that he has called as uh, he's calling us unto. What is he saying? In the presence of the good shepherd, that particular faith of the living Savior is realized and found for our sake, for the glory of God in the highest. The Lord wants us to be able to have this foundation of the good shepherd. This is a theme that has sort of been lost in the church. There's very little talk of this particular good shepherd. We speak of many other things. We can speak of the omnipotent judge. We can speak of, you know, even of, 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 the, suffering, of the suffering one. There are many titles that we place on him and that it is what it is that he happens to be. But he is the good shepherd. 
He wants you to discover the relationship between you and this good shepherd so that he may be able to restore you and me and bring us back to that place that he wants us to be for the glory of God in the highest. As you look to this particular good shepherd, the faith as you look, just as we focus on Jesus, and that's why I encourage you, keep on looking unto him. You start seeing the kindness, his kindness, the kindness that is in him, the courage and the grace that emanates from this particular shepherd, the love and the beauty that comes from this particular shepherd. As it wells out and comes out to you, you start realizing, oh, hold on. It is well, and it's going to be well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In those moments of difficulty and feeling that there's no way, nowhere where to turn to, as you see that kindness, just looking at him, you see the courage that he has. In the midst of the storm, you can see him standing against that particular storm because you are hiding behind him. And you are, you know, you are, looking, you are looking at him. The more you look and the more you, uh, you, uh, you meditate, you encounter, you know, you contemplate him. You eat his word and you listen to what it is that he's saying. And you start doing what it is that he's telling you to do. The, uh, the more you do that, the more you start realizing that it is well. And it's going to be well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 16 verse 8. Hear what the psalmist says. He says, I have set the Lord always before me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. What is that saying? As you look at him, it does not matter what happens to the left or to the right, in front, behind, wherever. It is immaterial. The word of God says, even if the earth be removed. Can you imagine that? He says, where you are standing, even if it is removed, I will not fear. Praise the Lord. Even if the fires rise up as much as they want, as long as I am looking, as you are looking on the good shepherd, you don't need any chemistry or any special knowledge to look at this particular good shepherd. He has made it so simple for every human being to be able to look at him and just to appreciate him and to, you know, to contemplate him and to you know, assimilate him or into himself or herself. It changes your life. It changes my life. That is the good shepherd that he is calling us unto. And as you look at him, that's why he says in, 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 that in John chapter 7 verse 9, he says as we look unto him, as we have said, he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Why shall I not be moved? It's because of what he says in John 10, 7 to 9, he says, then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep, praise God. The good shepherd is not only a good shepherd that he will drag you to go where he's going. No, he says, I am the door. As I stand here, beyond me is all that you desire. Come through me. I am ready for you to pass through me because I am the door. As you assimilate me, as you take my word, as you sink into me and understand who I am and appreciate what I am for you, you enter into a new realm, into a new experience, into a new grace. 
Grace that covers you, a glory that comes and covers you, it heals and lifts you up. He says, Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Then he says again in verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. He will go in and out and find pasture. The good shepherd, he's telling us, look, look, look. The door always gives us the access or the entrance either to enter or to come out. To be freed from the enclosure where we might have been. The door ushers us into where God has desired and purposed for you and for me for the glory of his name. That door is the good shepherd. As he says, I am the good shepherd. So does he say, I am your door. I am the door for you to come out of that particular habit. I am the door for you to come out of that particular addiction. I am the door for you to come out of that depression. I am the door for you to come out of that illness and that sickness. I am the door for the sheep, he says. And as we have said it before, in that door, as you look to that particular door, he says, I am the door that will usher you into yourself. Praise God. You once again discover, we have said it before, who you truly are. I am the door and through me you will find the meaning of who you are in the name of the Lord God Almighty. You will discover why I made you, why I have brought you in this place and why I have allowed you to go through this particular storm. There is a reason behind it because I am the door. Even in the midst of this storm, I am still the door. You pass through me and the storm will not blow you away. You will be secure even in the midst of the flood. I am the door. I stand wherever you are for you to enter in through me and to come out to be able to find pasture, to be able to find rest, to be able to find fulfillment. I am the good shepherd, says Jesus. I am your door. He says, I am the door to your future. That's what it is that he's talking about. I am the door for your healing. I am the door for your deliverance. I, Jesus, am the good shepherd. He says, look unto me. And as he says, he says, you find, he says, whoever comes in through me will be saved. That is, I am the door that gives you the faith for you to find salvation. I am the door that will allow you to come in and out and find pasture. He's saying, as we finalize, I am the door. And in this particular, as you look unto this particular shepherd, there's something about him. We shall continue on in the weeks that are coming. You find the faith to realize that as we look at him, there's something the psalmist says in Psalms 18. And it's so powerful and so glorious. When he starts to list of who this particular shepherd is. As you look at him in your weakness, you discover, oh, the good shepherd is my strength. You know one of the things about the sheep? Sheep have got very weak feet. 
Many times even the sheep are not able to lie down easily. Most of the time, the sheep like to stand. Unless when they have fed nicely and they were in a safe environment, that's when the sheep goes to try to lie down. Because sometimes it is difficult for the sheep to stand up on its own or feet if it has laid down. It says as if their weight is a bit heavy. We cannot stand by ourselves. He says you can of yourselves do nothing. I can of myself do nothing. But with a good shepherd, with us, he will uphold us. He says I will uphold you with my hand. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. All for the glory of his wonderful name. So you discover he is our strength. He is our shield. That's what David says in chapter 18. He is our shield. He is our high tower. He is our fortress. He is our high place. You know, we, we stand on him and in him on his shoulder. We are safe. He is our refuge. He is our rock. He is our stronghold. And he is the horn of our salvation. He is the good shepherd. That was just the foundation we are laying for the good shepherd. I want you to go home thinking and meditating on those particular words that we have shared. Next time when we come together, we shall continue on. To dig deeper into knowing why the good shepherd. And why is the Lord a good shepherd. And if you don't know him as your good shepherd. It's a lovely time for you to be able to know him. It's a lovely time to call out unto him. And let him become your shepherd. Let him become the door through which you will be able to enter. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I will urge us. Just at this particular moment. We can bow down our heads and pray. For the glory of God. And he will be able to unveil himself unto us. Father, let it be unto us according to your word. That we look unto you, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You who are the good shepherd. You who at our door, almighty God. Jesus, may each one that is within the sound of my hearing, those online and those ones who are here, each one of us, as we have shared and we continue to share this word, let this word arise alive in us. Let our eyes be opened. Let our hearts be opened, O oh God, to appreciate and to be able to see this good shepherd, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, that each one of us may be drawn unto him. Any who does not know you, O oh Lord Jesus, I pray, O, oh, that you may touch his or her heart, that they may be able to come to acknowledge your lordship, and thy name be glorified. And with our heads bowed, wherever you are, if you're listening or you're here, you have never called on Jesus and told us him to be your good shepherd. You have never called on Jesus and asked him to be your Lord and Savior. You can call on him now. Just call out his name from your heart. Just declare, Jesus, here I come. And as I pray, pray this prayer after me for the glory of God. He will come. He will become your good shepherd. For that's what he is. And that's what he longs to be. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I come unto you just as I am. I am a sheep that has wandered away. But you have told me to call and you will hear. And so I call upon your name, Jesus. Jesus, save my soul.
Save my life, O God. I believe in my heart that Jesus, you are the Son of God. I believe that God the Father has raised you from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are Lord. And I confess you now as my Lord. Come and reign in my life as my Lord and as my Savior. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.